0: Want to focus on tonight is the sword of the spirit which is the word of god so my subject tonight is the sword of the spirit father god thank you tonight for giving us opportunity to spend this time in your word i ask you by the precious holy spirit that you'd anoint me afresh to teach the word of god tonight to proclaim what thus saith the lord and i ask you to give every one of us hearing ears and seeing eyes give us understanding and receiving hearts god to grab hold of your word And I pray, Father, that you'd speak things that I have not heard before. That, God, you'd give me thoughts that I have not thought. Let me say things, Father, that that I I have not formed in my own mind. But, God, use me as your vessel, as your instrument to minister to your people tonight. Have your way, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Praise God. The sword of the Spirit. Can you say that? The sword of the Spirit. Of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit. All right. I want to uh, bring back to your attention, uh, on uh, the 23rd of March, that was a Wednesday morning, uh, that's two Wednesdays ago, ago now, uh, we were praying, and as we were praying, uh, the Lord gave me a tongue and interpretation, and as I said to you last week, uh, that we all ought to walk in all of those gifts, we can, and uh, this particular morning, God just happened to use me uh, in that regard. And He gave this word, and I want to read that to you, all right? Here's what the Lord said. He said, I am making you whole again, says the Lord. What has been broken, what has been lost, I am restoring and making you whole again. Hallelujah. Walk with me and grow with me. Let me lead you to that place where you belong. Let me show you higher heights than you have ever imagined. Let me take you places that you've not dreamed of. Oh, I have made you whole again. I am prospering you. I am calling you and causing you to come into your expected end. I am doing it. Stand on my word and use my word, says the Lord. Use, use my word, use my word. Don't just know it, don't just read it, but use my word. Did not I say my word shall not return to me void? Did not I say it shall accomplish that which I please and prosper the things to which I sent it? Use my word, says the Lord. Can you give God a praise again for that? So God, when he spoke that word on that Wednesday morning, as you can see, he he kept emphasizing, use my word. Don't just know it. Don't just read it. Use my word. Amen. So I'm talking right on the sword of the spirit. And it's based on what we just read here, what we just heard again. About God telling us to use His Word. If you remember, God used His Word, yes. right? Yes. 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 All creation, if you read in, uh, in Hebrews 11, verse 3, the Bible says, For by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by what? By the Word of God. I got half of y'all paying attention. By, but we understand, we understand by faith that the worlds were framed, come on, the by the Word of God. So God used his word to frame the world, to frame the universe, to frame all the ages, all the eons, all the eras, all the times. God used his word to frame all that. God said, let there be light. And there was light. Remember the Bible says he looked out and saw this darkness that was all over the earth. He didn't say it's dark. Because if God had used his words to say it's dark, it would have stayed dark. But he used his words to counter the darkness. He used his words to send his light into the darkness. And what happened? And light was. And light was. God used his word. And then if you go back to to the book of Hebrews, chapter 1 and verse 3, the Bible says about Jesus that he's upholding the world with the word of his power. So God used his word to create the world. And then it says Jesus is using his word to uphold the world. I don't know if y'all got it. So the reason why everything is still in place and everything still continues as the way God said it was is because Jesus Christ is still using his word to hold it all up. That's the reason why the planets are revolving around the sun. To this day, that's the reason why we don't have planets crashing into each other, although we're moving at millions of miles per hour throughout space. That's the reason why even if you have a tsunami or some t- a sort of tidal wave or flood, that when it's all said and done, it all recedes back to its place. Why? Because God gave a command that the seas, the waters could not cross a certain line. So we, you know, everybody's scared right now in the world of, of you know, uh, what's this rising tides and so forth. All right. They can talk about global warming, climate climate change, and the sea level rising. But God's commands cannot be altered. And see, what they're doing is using those little tricks to trick folk out of their money and out of their place. But when God gave a command, it's held together all these thousands of years, and there's no amount of emissions from your car that's going to change it. We can go all electric. We can go all gas. It's not going to change what God's word said because God spoke it and he created it. And Jesus Christ is upholding all of it by his powerful word. In fact, when you read Hebrews chapter one, verse three in the NIV, it says he's sustaining all things by his powerful word. You all understand that? So his word is powerful. Now I know this is boring to y'all faith people y'all word people y'all we already know this kind of stuff But I want to take to preach this to you teach this to you in light Of what he told us to do Use my word God was very I wish all of y'all were here that morning he was very emphatic Very stern In his instruction to us to use My word The implication to me, just from my understanding, is that it's wonderful that we know it. It's wonderful that we can read it. But it's useless if we don't use it. He said, use my word. There are too many battles that God's people are losing because they're not using the word. They may even know the word, but they're losing battles because they're not using the word. And what's happening is people of, of God are picking up natural weapons, carnal weapons. But he said the weapons of our warfare, come on now, are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling out of strongholds. So we got to pick up these, this spiritual weapon and he's given us a weapon called the word of God. I wish I could get a big amen early on tonight. Now, if you look at Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1, Ephesians 5 verse 1 in the Amplified Classic Bible says this, Therefore, be imitators of God, copy him, and follow his example, as well-beloved children imitate their father. So well-beloved children imitate their fathers. How many of y'all are well-beloved children? Yes, sir. Alright. So what we supposed to be doing? And he tells us here: be imitators of God, copy him, and follow his example. Amen. So what example did God set for us? Word. Word. He used and he still uses yes, his word. I mean, his word is so powerful. The Bible says he sent his word and healed them. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their their destruction. So when God sent his word, he used his word to heal and deliver. Uh, Come on here. He said he sent his word and healed and delivered. So he can use his word to heal and deliver. So if you and I would imitate him, copy him, and follow his example... We can use his word to heal and deliver. Uh, Hallelujah. 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 Do I have any any Pentecostal people in here? So copy him and follow his example. And God, from the very beginning to the very end, uses his word. All right. Now, so I told you God used his word to frame the world. So that means you and I can use his word to frame our worlds. Now, this is not talking about you and me going out there and creating some other planet, some other universe. This is talking about the things that are in our lives. Everybody say I'm the prophet of my own life. That means you have the ability, the God-given ability. This is not some ability you have on your own, some authority you have on your own. This is a delegated authority that God has given every one of us to use his word to frame our lives. That's why we know the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. It It doesn't say the power of life and death are in the tongue. It says life and death are in the power of the tongue. So how your life goes is based on what you say. And what you have to do is learn to use his word and not its words. Did y'all catch that? Not its word. It meaning Satan. It meaning the enemy. Don't use its words and don't use your words. Use his words. That's what confession is. Confession is, is homologio, which means to say the same thing as God. God told Isaiah, God told Jeremiah, I have put my words in your mouth. Hallelujah. God bless you, Pastor. This is Pastor Caleb. He's going to be preaching next Wednesday night. Give him and, him and kiosh a big hand tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory so you and I have the authority. Yes. You know, um, thank you, Lord. When you when you're a parent, you can, you can, let's say you have a credit card. You can take your credit card and you can actually have what's called authorized users. An author, what is an authorized user? It's not their account. But because you gave them authorization, you gave them access, they can use it as if. Oh, Jesus, that's good. They can use it as if it's their account. So you and I are authorized users of God's word, and so we're to use it as if. I'm going, I'm, I'll take you somewhere tonight. I'll take you somewhere tonight. We're to use his word as if it's our word. That's why when the Bible says in Psalm 103 that the angels give heed to the voice of his word or the angels give heed, that word voice means sound of his word. So that means when you and I speak his word, the angels pay attention to us just as if. Somebody tell your neighbor, you're an authorized user. That's why God said, use my word. don't just know it don't just read it it's wonderful that you've memorized it but you gotta go beyond memorization to meditation because memorization gets it in your head but meditation gets it in your heart and when you get it in your heart now you understand that you can release that word the authorized word from God out of your mouth and and angels and demons respond as if I wish I was in a sanctified church tonight. They respond as if it's God himself talking. Because you're an authorized user. Hallelujah. 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 You remember that centurion? In the 8th chapter of Matthew when he told Jesus he said, I'm a man in authority and I'm a man under authority I'm a man under authority and I say to this one go and he goes. In other words, what he was saying is it's not my authority it's an authority that's been given to me and when I say go it's as if Caesar himself He's a Roman centurion It's as if Caesar himself has given command So he said to Jesus Christ Hey you don't even have to come to my house (laughs) He said I recognize you Jesus As an authorized user So if you just speak a word only Well I wish I had some saints If you just speak a word only, he said, my servant will be healed. He understood authorized user. Tell your name, you're an authorized user. Speak a word only. Come on, man of God. My God. All right. So God has given us his word and the authority to use his word. And I'm telling you, I, I can't put an estimation on it, but I, I would contend that most believers have no clue of the authority that they have. You know, that's why most believers are sitting there begging God to do things that God is saying. What you asking me for? Paul being buffeted yes, sir. and he's begging God God take this thorn from me and God said my grace is sufficient for you you know and people preach where God said no God never said no read the no. text God never said no he said my grace is sufficient for you which means I've authorized you to use my grace yes, right. what you're asking me for I've authorized you to use my grace Somebody say, I'm authorized. I'm authorized. Do y'all understand what that means? Do you understand what it means? If, if I give you a key to my house, I have authorized you to use that key and go in my house. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And God has given us, He told us over Matthew, He said, I've given you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind, you bind uh-huh. Uh-huh. shall be bound and whatever you loose yes, shall be oh. loose. In other words, you're the authorized user. Yes, are y'all getting this tonight? Yes, now, let's look over here. <clears throat> just, just, I want to allude back to Ephesians six 17. Y'all know this scripture because y'all are well versed in the text. I know y'all know the Bible. <laughs> y'all know the book. I got Bible students in here. I got flight school students. I got ground school students in here. Y'all know the book. (laughs) Ephesians 6, verse 17, we know the the whole armor of God. Can I just go back just for a moment? In verse 10, follow my brother and be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Why? That you may be able to stand against the wiles or the strategies or the the deceits of the devil. That's what that word wiles means, strategies and deceits. He says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It ain't flesh and blood. It ain't your cousin. It's not your boss. It's not your friend girl. And then what people say for your friend girl. That's what people try to do to make it clear. Is, That's my friend girl, not my girlfriend, my friend girl. He said but against principalities against powers against the rulers of darkness the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places so notice these are spiritual enemies unseen unseen so let me let me just when I came, when I said that my mind the Lord took me back to, to we just talked about Hebrews 11 when you read Hebrews 11 verse 3 and it says For by faith we understand the worlds were refrained by the word of God It says so that the things which are seen Were not made by things which do appear So God used invisible Things To create the visible realm oh. He used the invisible To change the visible I'm going to come over here because y'all he used the invisible to shift the visible. Now, we read in Ephesians 5 1 Amplified, therefore, be imitators of God and copy him, follow his example. So, if you're going to see your visible realm changed, you've got to use an invisible force, an invisible weapon. <laughs> because these are, these, these, these powers are in the invisible or the unseen realm. And you can put up your dukes all you want to. <laughs> but you can't punch something in the unseen realm. Let me keep going here. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, withstand rather, in the evil day. And you're going you're gonna to have some evil days. You're going to have some evil days. I know there is the evil day, but there are some evil days that you have. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, therefore. and this word stand is not just stand, I'm going to just stand here, that's not what that means. This word stand in the Greek literally means to resist, to put up a resistance, to actually, uh, it's it's, it's a military term for all you military people in here. It means to actually now put up a front, to actually go against, not just stand, oh the devil hit me, I'm, I'm still standing though. That's how the church sound testify. Oh, the devil's been on my track time and turned me back all week long, but I'm, I'm still here. I mean, you got cuts all over your eye and you're you limping everything, I'm, but I'm still standing. That's wonderful. But when the Bible said the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church, he, he wouldn't talking about the gates coming against you and you're standing. Because gates don't move. The church is on the move. So when the devil is standing there, you're not supposed to come against him. When we see things in the visible realm that are not matching up with God's word, we use God's word to change what we see in the visible realm. Hallelujah. So stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fire darts of the wicked one. Here's my focus verse right here and take the helmet of salvation and the what the sword of the and what else the sword of the spirit which is so here the holy ghost identifies to us exactly what he's talking about he says take the sword of the spirit which is so you don't have to guess what it is the sword of the spirit isn't tongues come on you tongue talkers come on our tongues is wonderful. I mean, but he deals with tongues down here in the next verse down there, talking about you know, praying always in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. But that's not the sword of the spirit. And we get there, oh, I mean, we're just doing these shotguns. Come on, you've seen some of your cousins, you've seen people on YouTube. We're gonna do spiritual warfare, we're just going that's wonderful. That's wonderful to get revelation. That's wonderful to get some wisdom and instruction. But the sort of the Spirit. Oh, y'all don't like this. Come on, see, because y'all grow up Pentecostal, and y'all don't like this here. I grew up Pentecostal too. Same church he did. And we, we master tongues. It's wonderful. We don't, we don't quit that. Don't let go of your tongue. Tell your neighbor, don't let go of your tongue. But the sword of the Spirit is the word of God. Yes, sir. And sometimes we can get so spiritually deep and wonderful in tongues that we miss using the sword of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Notice he says here, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Everybody say the sword. the sword. He didn't say feather of the Spirit. Not for tickling. He said the sword. Now, how many of y'all have a sword on you right now? Anybody got a sword on them? I don't. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're Bob. Okay, y'all, y'all deep and wonderful on me. Okay. I'm talking about these literal, these physical. I know some of y'all might have a little switchblades. I know some of y'all older, older guys switchblades. Just in case. because you to the white meat. <laughs> but this word sword comes from a Greek word where we derive the English word machete. You look it up. You, you study the word out. It literally it's the word that we get machete from. So he's saying the word of God. Oh, y'all don't y'all don't say that. Some of y'all don't know anything about, you know, you're not on guard and gotta yield a sword, but you know about a machete. A machete boy, you can do some damage. As long as you keep that machete sharp. Sharp. That's why you got to study the word of God to keep your machete sharp. That's why you can't take your Bible and leave it on your coffee table, on your dining room table, leave it in your car and never pick it up again. It gets dull on you. And you don't have anything because the Bible said, Jesus said that the Holy Ghost will bring all things back to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. But if you've not gotten anything that He said to you, then He can't bring anything back to your remembrance. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to spend time sharpening yourself in the Word of God to know the Word of God. Know the word. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Well, you know when the, when, when Paul told Timothy that you got to study and so show yourself approved? Yes, yes, rightly dividing word of truth? You know that word dividing he's talking about? It's a butcher's term? Study it out. It's a butcher's term. Oh, y'all looking. It's a butcher's term which means the way a butcher goes and takes a cow a side of beef and he takes. Now, some of y'all, you don't you don't watch these movies, not movies, but these uh, you know videos that out there on YouTube. You see people in these other countries. They go and they chop these things up. I mean, they don't have the machines. They they take a machete, take an old goat, I take that goat that that cow, and they chop. What are they doing? They are rightly dividing the meat. You missed it. They are rightly dividing. The meat. You don't need a machete when it comes to milk, but when you need when you're gonna have meat. Milk users don't even need a machete. But when you're gonna get into meat or what the Bible also goes on and calls strong meat. How many of y'all like some strong meat from time to time? See that that's the kind of stuff we've had the last few weeks here, some strong meat. People just oh. Pastor, I don't want that strong meat. Boy, it was so, so funny. Boy, last, I think that's last Sunday. Boy, y'all sat so solid. Boy, and nobody even went to the bathroom that whole time. I'm like, God, what? But this word, boy, that, what is that? That's a strong meat word. Boy, you can't walk in those strong meat words. But we need that. And you need it from a man woman of God who's going to rightly divide it. And you got to know at your house how to rightly divide the word of God, how to butcher it up with that machete. And he says that when you write a divider, you don't need to be ashamed. If you don't write a divider, you're going to be ashamed. So that, that word, when it says sword of the spirit, it's the word where we get machete from. So he literally tells us this Bible, this word that you hide in your heart is your Holy Ghost machete. Now, if somebody ever ran up on you You pull a machete out, they going ho 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 ho. ho." (laughs) Now, one thing to use a a machete for defense, but you know you can also use machetes to clear a path. Y'all know nobody. When you go into the bush, I've been in the bush. Over in Africa. And they clear a path with that machete. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light into my path. That word will clear that path out of you. Make level places for your feet to walk on. And he said, I've given you a machete. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And God told us, he said, I want you to use my word which tells me that we have not done that enough because if we had been doing it enough, he would not have said it to us. But for him to emphasize and reemphasize, use my word to people in a word church. Yeah, that's right, because we can talk it and know it, but not be doing it. You know in the world they say this, they say knowledge is power. But can I tell you something? Applied knowledge is power. You can, you can know a whole lot and not make any progress whatsoever. Applied knowledge is power when you do something. So God doesn't want us in a word church, a faith church, a Pentecostal church, knowing all this word, And still the devil oops upside our head all the time. Losing battles left and right. Come on now. I'm an overcomer. Come on, I'm an overcomer. Thank you, Lord. Paul, man, I'm all off script. Paul said, the word is not thee, even in thy mouth. That is the word of faith that which we preach. So the word of your deliverance. The word of your salvation, the word of your miracle, the word of your breakthrough, he said, is in your mouth and in your heart. My God. Not in your mind, it's in your mouth and in your heart. Amen. Amen. Look at this. In Deuteronomy 30, 30, verse 14, it says, But the word is very near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. Do it. That you may do it. I got a machete. I got a machete, a spiritual machete that I can use against that (laughs) buster of an enemy called the devil. All right, let me keep going here. So I want you to go to the book of Revelation. I want to show you some things here. When you get there, stop at chapter one. Because God's word is our weapon against the enemy and his kingdom. Say, God's word is my weapon. Is my weapon. Well, my praise is my weapon. I, I understand that. I'm not taking away your praise. Please don't get mad at me. I'm not taking away your praise. But the Bible says the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The Bible clearly identifies to us our main weapon. Well I shout my shout is a weapon. Praise God, praise God, shout! Do you remember when, when the children of, of Israel, uh, actually this is the children of Judah, in the 20th chapter of 2 Chronicles, when Jehoshaphat was leading them out to battle and they sent this army out, and uh the Jehaziel came and said, Hey, you're not you're not gonna need to fight in this battle. The battle's not yours, it's the Lord's. And they sent this praise team ahead. Well, they didn't go ahead and not say anything. They went ahead saying, praise the Lord. Where would they get that from? This in the Psalms. Oh, Pastor, you're wrong because 2 Chronicles was before Psalms. No, not chronologically. Chronologically, Psalms was already there. Before Jehoshaphat, those guys were on the scene. So they looked in the word and saw that we can use God's word. And when they said, praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever, the Bible says that the Lord sent ambushments against the enemy and caused the enemy to turn on each other. What did they do? They used God's word. They They didn't use their natural swords. They had natural swords. They used the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Well, that's that's better than y'all letting on. Through. I want to show you this. Jesus, he's our master example. That he's a master swordsman. Look at this: is Revelation chapter one and verse twelve. Are you there? John's describing the vision that he had. out there on the Isle of Patmos. Verse 12, then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. Yeah, that's powerful, I preached that before, us. he saw the voice that spoke with me. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the seven lampstands, the lampstands are for the churches, right? "Uh, One like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet, and girded about the chest with a golden band, His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace. And his voice, his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars out of his mouth went A sharp, come on, two-edged sword. Now, this is his vision of Jesus. He has in his hand seven stars, representing the seven uh, pastors or angels of those churches. But out of his mouth, and the Bible is very specific, the Holy Ghost is very specific to point out that out of his mouth comes a sharp two-edged sword but this is good here now go over one chapter can I teach you tonight chapter 2 verse 12 verse 12 it says to the angel of the church in Pergamos write these things says he who has come on it says he has Now, if you were to read 2 verse 12 without having read 1, chapter 1, you would imagine that he has this sharp two-edged sword in his hand. Oh, but you and I, we've already read chapter 1. So when it says he has, we know it's from his mouth. In fact, he goes on, when he preaches to, he talks to the church of of Pergamos, he says in verse uh, 16, he says, repent. Or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth, not the sword of my hand. Y'all better catch this here, ladies and gentlemen. You're shifting to a new level tonight. He said with the sword of my mouth. So notice Jesus Christ here in, in in the epitome of his glory. He's using a sword that's in his mouth. Now, you and I already know the sword of the spirit is. The, word of God. the sword of the spirit is. The word of God. So he's still using his word. Boy, 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 boy. Now, notice we just read here a couple times this double edged sword. Double edged. Now, double edged means this is I'm, I copy this right out of the dictionary. It means something that has or can have both favorable and unfavorable consequences. <laughs> I'll let that register in your spirit. Something that has or can have both favorable and unfavorable consequences. Well, how can, how can the word have unfavorable consequences? It depends on what you're using it for. Jesus just said, I will fight against them. If Jesus ever fights against you, it's going to be unfavorable. Let me tell you, it's not going to turn out like you like. He says, and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Glory to God. Now, I want you to take note here just what we read from chapter 1, verse 16, and here chapter 2, verse 16, that the sword is not in his hand. The sword in is in his mouth. Yeah. Oh my. Can I take it somewhere else here? Yes, sir. Go a few chapters later here to chapter 19. Come on. Chapter 19. And I want you to see King Jesus yes, sir. in his glory. Woo-wee. Yes, when you get there, get to verse 11, please, verse 11. You there? Yes, sir. John says, now I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called what? Anybody? Faithful and true. And in righteousness he does what? Makes war. He judges. And makes war. He judges yes. and makes war. He judges. Keep this in mind, ladies and gentlemen. He judges and makes war. Don't forget that. hoo!" His eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. Oh my God. And his name. And his name. (laughs) he's judging and making war now I just told y'all tonight don't forget this you're an authorized user and you and I are copying him imitating him following his example and you and I are his agents so if we are his agents, we're called to do the same thing that he did So it says he judges and he makes war. It says his name, his name is called the word of God. (laughs) So the word of God judges and makes war. And the armies in heaven, watch this, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, that's representing our righteousness, followed him on white horses. Well, we're going to all be mounting up. I don't know how to ride no horse. You better, you're gonna learn. It's going it, matter of fact, you're gonna discern. You're gonna discern how to ride a horse. In other words, it's gonna just drop in your spirit how to ride a horse. You do not have to go through a class, it's gonna drop in your spirit. Ride. That's what God can do. That's what God can do. That's what he's done many times. Bezalel, the holy ab, in Exodus 35, God just dropped in their spirit how to make all kind of craftsmanship. God dropped in Adam's spirit how to call the animals. He didn't go to you. Elephant. Now watch this. Are you in verse 15? Are you in verse 15? Now, out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations. Out of his mouth. Now, his name is the word of God. And in his mouth, there's there's a sword. Now, if, if you have a good Bible, or above, that word fi, or above that word sharp, there's a number, a little letter, something like that. If you go down to your bottom, it'll say a sharp two-edged sword. So out of his mouth goes a sharp two-edged sword that with it, are y'all catching this? With it, with this sharp two-edged sword, he should strike the nations. So what you can do with your sword is strike. Y'all missing Too often we're sitting there. How many of y'all know prayer is good? We're praying church. Had a great time in prayer this morning. But there are some things we're praying for that God is saying I want you to shift from praying to saying. When Jesus told the disciples I want you to go out there Uh, And preach the gospel He didn't say I want you to go out there and preach and pray for the sick He said I want you to go out there and preach And heal the sick Y'all missing it boy He said I want you to go and preach the gospel And I want you to heal the sick He didn't say pray for them When he said heal the sick What he's saying is I've already made you an authorized user You You don't have to ask me for What I've already authorized you to do I wish I had some Pentecostal people in this place tonight. You don't have to keep asking me for what I've already authorized you to do. Tell your neighbor, you're authorized, boy. You have this machete in your mouth that when you use it, watch this, you can judge. This word judge doesn't mean to say, well, you you bad and you good. This judge means to place a sentence that means that you and I have the authority to call some things done. This is what Sister Liz was talking about at the abortion clinic earlier. That she opened her mouth and she judged something, this is not going to happen today. And it didn't happen. These abortions will not happen today. And they didn't happen. Boy, that's just look. Look. that's the word. That's the power of the sword of the spirit that he's put in your mouth to judge and make war. You and I can make war with the word of God. We better do make some war with the word of God. In other words, we're letting the devil just, just run stuff and we're going to come in our little, oh, Lord, oh Lord, we shall ask you, Lord, to come by here and do something. He said, Will you shut up all that? Come on now. I've already given you the authority to use my words. Open your mouth and speak what thus said the Lord. Hallelujah. That's right. Okay, okay, y'all, you don't get it yet. You'll get it. You'll get it. It's coming. It's coming. Tell your name it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming watch. So he says you're going to judge You're going to make war He says he goes out and he strikes the nations And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron So he's going to rule oh, This is all based on him using that sword When you're going to come into ruling It's going to be through the word of God Alright let me, let, me, let me move on from there Because I want to show you something else Go to Hebrews 4.12 This is one y'all know very well Hebrews 4.12. Man, I got to hurry up. Hebrews 4.12. It says to us, for the word of God is living and powerful. The word of God. That what you have on your lap or on your cell phone. <laughs> is living and powerful. And sharper than any machete. The word of God, now if it's sharper, then you ought to use that. Not your tongue to clap back, you know, folk clap back and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Go off and all that stuff, people. He said, no, the word of God is, is living and powerful and sharpening a two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. That's how that's how sharp it is. When you have a blade that's sharp, you can you can you can you can you know, you can slice. I mean, you can. Amen. And the joints are marrow and is a discern of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, in the Amplified Classic, it spells that word powerful. out. I want you to see that. It says, oh, let me see if I can see that little right in here. It says, (laughs) if the word of God speaks is alive and full of power, watch this, making it active, operative, operative, energizing. So the word of God is active. Active, It's active. It's it's, it's always moving. It's always working. The word of God is working working right now. The word is working right now. The word is working. There there are some words that you've released already that while you're sitting here tonight, those words are working for you. In other words, the The word never takes a break. break. (laughs) (laughs) The word is working right now. Tell your neighbor the word is working for you right now. It's active. It's holding all the world up right now. It's holding your life up right now. It's making a way for you right now. It's opening a door for you right now. It's turning things around in your life right now. The word is working on your neighbor and your cousin and your child and your friend that you prayed for. You sown a seed for that family. That word is active right now for them in their lives. Active, operative, fully operational. Energizing, does the word energize you tonight? And it's effective. It's effective. All right? Let's look at this here. So it says it's sharper than a two-edged sword. Now, remember, the two-edged, double-edged means that it can have both favorable and unfavorable consequences. It means the same word that can kill can heal. (laughs) Thank you Jesus The Bible says God kills and makes alive The same word that will kill Well we're supposed to be using the word to kill There are some things you need to kill There are some things in your life This is what David dealt with Remember David dealt with some stuff in his life And he said hey thy word I've hid in my heart That I might not sin against you What he saying I'm killing off that flesh How are you going to do it? Not, not, with med- not, not with you, you know, doing yoga. It's you with the word of God. People trying to fix their issues with yoga. That ain't, all I was going to do is open you up to more devils. <laughs> A lot more devils. 10,000 Hindu devils. But what happens when you use the word of God? The word will go in there and kill some things that don't belong in your life. <laughs> So it'll, it'll kill and it'll heal. That same word that destroys, it'll build. Yes, he said back in Revelation 19 that that word he says is going to use to strike the nations. Yes, sir. But it'll also heal your body. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. The same word that will, that will destroy enemy forces will also bring you into your inheritance. Yes. Somebody say the inheritance. Yes. That's what Paul talked about in Acts chapter 20 when he said, I commend you to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among the saints, so those who have been sanctified. Yes. So the word, does that. the word does that. Use my word! Yes, sir! Yes, sir! Yes, sir. Alright, now, I want to take you somewhere. Go to Psalm 149. I'm, I'm moving quickly. Psalm 149. So I'm not preaching next Wednesday. <laughs> got a young leg preaching next Wednesday Psalm 149 because I want to show you again that God needs you and me to shift quickly Psalm 149 let me get there verse 5 look at this let the saints be joyful in glory y'all see that let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and the nobles with fetters of iron to execute on them. Come on, the written judgment. Dishonor have all the saints. Now that's good. That's good. good. The focus I want you to see here is in verse 6. The high praises of God in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. High praise. Hallelujah. Two-edged sword in your hand. Now that's great. But I want you to see Old Covenant. Come on. Come on. Old Testament. We celebrate about praises of God, high praise. But I want you to see that we are not old covenant Christians. We are not Old Testament Christians. We have the benefit of taking what was in the Old Testament and building on it. In other words, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that we have a better covenant based on better promises. So we have all the blessings and the benefits of the old and we add what God has given to us in the new. So we have something better than they had in Psalm 149. Now, I'm gonna show you something here. Because God, God was trying to shift this early. In the book of Numbers, Chapter 20. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Turn those fingers here. Numbers, chapter 20. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. God, how many of y'all know Moses was a prophet? Yes, sir. And Moses, before he left, said that there's going to come a prophet like me. Yeah. Referring to Jesus. Yes, sir. So Moses was a prophet, a man of God. Yes, he was. And b- prophets always operate beyond their current time. Y'all didn't catch it. Yes, prophets always operate beyond it. God is always pulling prophets into the future. Yes. Y'all still not catching it. God is always showing prophets beyond their current time. That's what makes them prophets. Yes. If, you don't, if you just see your current time, you're just a reporter. You're just a reporter, but a prophet sees beyond the current time, goes beyond the current stage, the beyond the current condition. So God, to His prophet, the one He told Mir- Miriam and Aaron, "I speak to this prophet face to face." Otherwise, words, God is Baba. You remember Moses is the one that wrote Genesis and wasn't there. God opened all creation to Moses. God showed Moses all the beginning, and if you understand Genesis, it includes the end. The whole Bible account is contained in that one book. In fact, the very first word of the Bible, "Bereshith," in the Hebrew, contains the whole Bible story. And God showed this prophet the beginning, the present, and the future. So God's trying to shift Moses into the future. And in Numbers chapter 20, glory to God, verse 8, verse 8, there had been, occasion, had been an occasion when the people needed water. And God told Moses to take that raw. You know that raw that I gave you? He had told him before, I want you to strike that rock. Because when you strike that rock, I'm going to give the people water. But look at Numbers 20, verse 8, because God's trying to shift Moses into the future. And in verse 8, verse 7, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, take the rod. Take the rod. But he didn't say use the rod. He said take it because that rod is symbolic of your authority take the rod you and your brother Aaron gather the congregation together now watch what he says ladies and gentlemen what speak oh boy speak because here it is Moses the rod in your mouth is more powerful than the rod that's in your hand. you Moses from just striking it using your physical hand I'm going to step you up now where well, you just open your mouth and things move yes, to get through the Red Sea he had to use his rod back in Egypt with the 10 plagues he had to lift his rod up they went into a battle one time and Joshua and those guys had to hold his hand so he could hold the rod up but God said I'm trying to upgrade you from using your rod to the rest, to the rest involved in just using your rod. Because using your rod still requires some physical energy. But he's trying to give his people a rest that you don't get from your natural life. This rest I'm giving you is when you just simply open your mouth like I do. And he says, speak to the rock. Oh, watch this. Before their eyes. God's gonna have you speaking to some stuff before their eyes. God's gonna have you using your voice in the public square. God's gonna have you using your voice in the marketplace. God's gonna have you using your voice. In the hospital, in the courtroom, in the prison hall, in the schoolhouse. He's going to have you using your voice to do things that just what? How does that? Just use your voice. Use my word. He says, speak to the rock before their eyes and it will. Y'all, then. it will. It will. It, 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 it can't. It can't. Thank you, Lord. Jesus said in, in, in Mark 11, have faith in God. For I say to you, if you will speak to this mountain and do not doubt in your heart, but believe that the things you say will come to pass, you will have whatever you say. So God's trying to shift Moses into the future for the people to see how they're supposed to operate now. Speak to it. Tell your neighbor, speak to it. Tell them to open your mouth. Tell them to use God's word. And it will yield this water. Thus, you shall bring water for them out of the rock, and give drink to the congregation and their animals. In other words, hold on, God, you're going to provide for people with your mouth. Right. Yeah. Oh, my. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, where should we buy bread that we can feed yes. all these people? Well, we, Jesus, we only have, you know, two penny worth. So. Well, we found two fish and five loaves of bread, but what is that among so many? Tell them, sit down. Tell him to sit down. What did he do? The Bible says he blessed it. It didn't just say he broke the bread; it said he blessed. He spoke. He spoke the word over that food. And when he spoke the word over that food, he blessed it. Then he broke it, and, and multiplied it multiplied it, it. It went and fed everybody—five thousand men, plus women and children—because he. Say it, but you're an authorized user. Now, y'all know what happened, right? Verse 11, Moses was upset, called the people rebels. He let his emotions get the best of them. Guard your emotions. Guard your emotions. Don't let your emotions get you out of whack. Don't let your emotions get you in disobedience. Don't let your emotions get you in rebellion. Don't let your emotions make you miss out on your act of faith. Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the, the rock twice with his rod. And what happened? Well, the water came out. Because God's going to take care of his people. And the congregation of the animals drank. Yeah, they, they got what, what they needed. But the Lord said, Moses, because you did not believe me to hollow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. <laughs> so Moses missed out because he let his emotions get the best of him. Can I take you one more place? Yes, sir. It's 9 o'clock. Y'all sure? Yes, sir. It's overtime. Sometimes OT is when the game gets real good. So I want to show you something. Go to Romans 13. Let's show you one more thing here. Romans chapter 13. Ooh-wee. I want you to know tonight who you are and what you have. I need you to to follow me on this here. In Romans 13, it says, verse 1, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Now, I know in the context Within the service meeting, we're talking about obeying the governing authorities out here in the world, the, the police officers and law enforcement and those things like that. But I want you to see revelation from this tonight. Yes, sir. Okay, I, I want you to see revelation from this tonight. Yes, sir. He says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. Look at that point, I'm going to say, You. You are the governing authority. No, you better point at somebody else. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. it. You are the governing authority. (laughs) And the government shall be upon his shoulders. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. We are the governing authorities. I know there might be folk in the White House and in the State House and at City Hall, but they are not the governing authorities. Psalm 103 says, verse 19, that he's established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom, his kingdom rules over all. So the governing authorities is you, baby, is you, is you. Y'all got it? Okay, now watch. So let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist, do do, do you see that? Do you see you in there yet? Come on, help me out. Do you see you in there yet? You're the authorized user here. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Therefore, whoever resists the authority. Oh, Jesus. Y'all are catching this by next, next Friday. Whoever resists the authority. Whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Jesus said in the, in the 20th twenty-first chapter of Luke, he said, I will give you a, a wisdom and a mouth. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, help me out, Lord. Oh, Holy Ghost, just, I'm out. he might have just back off a little bit. Oh, Lord. Uh, where, where did he say that? Uh Verse uh, 15. Luke 21, verse 15. Luke 21, verse 15. Luke 21, verse 15. Luke 21, verse 15. For I will give you a mouth. Why do you say a mouth? Because that's what you got to use. I will give you a, a mouth and a wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict resist. when you say what God tells you to say? when you release the word God gives you release? There is nobody, no person, no group, no organization, no authority that can withstand the word that comes out of your mouth because you are the one who's in authority. I wish somebody would shout hallelujah tonight. Who can stand up to you? Who can resist you? Who can resist reduce- you? Jesus, Jesus, get ready to go into Jerusalem. Right around the 21st chapter of Matthew. He says to the disciples, go into the village over beside you. He said, you'll find a colt tied there. Loose him and bring him to me. And if they ask you, what are you doing? Tell them that the master the Lord have need of it and they will let it go. Now he's telling these guys to go and find something that don't belong to him, don't belong to them. But when you speak the word I gave you to speak, they will not be able to contradict or resist your word, there's some buildings that belong to you. There's some houses that belong to you. There's some land that belongs to you. That when you get a word from God, there's some souls that are coming in the kingdom that will not be able to resist the word that comes out of your mouth. Give God a shout about it. They can't stand up to you. You're an authorized user of God's Word. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. i gonna tell you how to stand up. Let me finish. I gotta finish. I gotta finish. We're in overtime. The clock is running out. Watch this. Watch this. Therefore, whoever resists, verse 2, 13, 2. Romans 13, 2. Whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment. That means means if they resist, boy, it ain't going to turn out good. They're not going to sleep well. We told you that's our building. Yes. Yes. We told you, St. Pete, this is our land. Yes. This is our land. I don't care what you think you're going to build. I don't care what you think you're going to do. It's not going to work because this is our land. It's our property. We are the authorized users and we release God's word. Not just because we want it, but because God said so. We wouldn't just say it if God didn't say so. And when you get a thus said the Lord, baby, it's golden. You can take that to the bank. When you get a thus said the Lord. Now watch, 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 watch. Romans 13, 3. Romans 13, verse 3. I want you to watch how God then by this revelation identifies you. For rulers. You better check that. Because he's talking about you. Rulers say, I'm a, ruler. I'm a ruler. Rulers are not a terror to good works but to evil. Do we see evil happening out there? So, who's gonna stop it? You get a chance to read Psalm 82 and you'll, you'll see that. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister. So, I'm a minister i not talking about preachers. He's saying "My minister to you for good. But if you do evil, if you try to stand between us and the kingdom of God advancing. Be afraid. Watch this. For he does not I wish y'all to wake up. For he does not bear the sword, bear the sword in vain. That means Stop just carrying that sword and not using it. He said, I gave him that sword to do justice. I gave him that sword to execute my will. I gave him that sword to execute vengeance in the earth. I gave him that sword to cause my will to come to pass all over this land. He does not bear the sword in vain. You are bearing the sword of the Lord. Oh, help me out, Lord Jesus, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, boy. Over around, and Judges, shot right around chapter 7 and 8, Gideon's going to fight, and the people, what they shouted was the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. They shouted the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So we're going to be out here, we're going to be shouting the sword of the Lord and of Jonathan. Amen. You can throw your own name in that. I'll throw your own name because there's some things that you gotta. Oh, y'all missing it man don't don't don't, don't hold back the sword of the Lord and of Jonathan nothing can resist the sword of the Lord and of Jonathan why, why, why is it Jonathan's sword because it's God's sword he gave to me he put his words in my mouth I'm an authorized user so now it's both of our swords oh that's mighty pretentious no well, that's just the way it, it works Watch this. So you're, you're a ruler. Everybody say, I'm a ruler. I'm a ruler. I'm a, minister. I'm a minister. Look at verse 4. For he is God's minister. Notice what else it calls me. An Avenger. Avenger. I'm an Avenger. Wow. Avenger. People go on watching Marvel movies and an all that kind of stuff. Trying to be superheroes. What superhero would you be? I don't have to try to become a superhero. I am already a superhero. I'm an Avenger. What's your superpower? It's the word of God. I'm not a saint of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God under salvation. His word is quick, alive, sharpening to and sword. This is my power. This is my weapon. An Avenger? To execute wrath on him who practices evil. All right, that's it. Don't bear the sword in vain. Don't have it and not use it. You got this word. That's that's like... You, you said I, I, need, I need all kind of help Lord I'm, I'm struggling And he said well, I gave you my credit card You carried it in vain You ain't going to use it That card carries all the healing power That card carries all the supply power That card carries all the, all of the deliverance power It carries all the evangelistic salvation power That card carries everything you need Don't carry it in vain. You got this sword. Don't bear it in vain. And God says, over the fifth and fifth chapter of Isaiah, right around verse 11, he says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it will prosper the thing to which I sent it. In other words, God said, when I speak a word, it is not a vain word. And when you speak his word out of your mouth, it will not return to you void. Now, if I were to, you were to take a check and you're not authorized to write checks on my account and you signed your name on it, it would come back. Voided. But if you're an authorized user, an authorized signer, that check goes through as if it was me. You've been authorized. Get on your feet. <laughs> I don't know what battle you're in. But the weapons of, of your warfare are not carnal. Almighty right. ain't God for pulling down strongholds. Yes. Don't, don't, don't keep fighting with these natural weapons. Yes, sir. You have <laughs> an irresistible word. Yes. You know the Bible says in the book of Acts, it says, and the word of God grew mightily and prevailed. The word of God grew mightily and prevailed. Now what has happened to us is first, the word must grow in us and prevail in us. And then when we release it, it'll prevail in any situation that you put it into. So if you don't like what you see in your life or what you see in the earth around you, we can release the word. When you and I drive through neighborhoods, don't go, oh, that's a shame. That's like God saying, it's so dark outside. No, he said, let there be light. So speak over that neighborhood. Speak over that community. Speak over those people. You see people, and they look all strange. They look all, you know, they look like whatever you want to say. Don't just down them, they look a mess. Speak over them. Speak the word. Because the word is the seed. And the word will go in and change things in their lives. Hallelujah. Stop arguing with your cousins about getting saved. Just Just speak the word. Just speak the word. Just speak the word. Hallelujah Thank you Lord When you speak the word you got to speak contrary to what you see Pain of your body I am healed With his stripes I am healed Hallelujah I shall live and not die With a long life he shall satisfy me and show me his salvation Hallelujah Lift your hands all over this room and just begin to praise God Just just praise him, praise him for the word Receive it receive it, digest it into your spirit digest this word into your spirit tonight, hallelujah swallow it down into your spirit tonight hallelujah, glory to your name, glory to your name, we thank you for your excellent word oh God, your word which is powerful God Your word that you honor even above your own name, oh God. Your word is so powerful. Your word is so mighty. Your word, oh God, prevails. Your word prevails. Your word prevails in our lives. Your word prevails in our marriages. Your word prevails in our families. Your word prevails in our bodies. Your word prevails in our finances, God. Your word prevails in our neighborhood, God. Your word prevails in our community, God. Your word prevails in our city. Your word prevails even in our nation, God. Your word prevails. We will not speak what we see We speak what your word says God That righteousness will exalt this nation Righteousness will exalt this nation oh God Hallelujah We declare your word oh God Even over the governing authorities in this earth Your kingdom rules over all oh God And your authority is above all theirs And our authority is above theirs Hallelujah so God, it doesn't matter what they try to legislate, oh God. We are the ones who legislate. For you said whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So we bind every demonic force that's trying to destroy our children, our teenagers, our youth, our young adults, oh God. Those of every age. We loose your power. We loose your glory. You said that God, the knowledge of your Your glory covers St. Petersburg. We're covered by the knowledge of your glory. We're covered in this whole city. We're covered in this whole region by the knowledge of your glory. That people know the glory of God. Go, God, into every community and manifest your glory. Show forth your glory in the high places. And in the low places, manifest your glory. Release your glory. Release your glory. Release your glory. Release your glory. Hallelujah. In the highways and the byways, release your glory. In the church houses, God, that have grown cold, God, release your glory. Release your glory. Release your power. Release your anointing, oh God. A fresh wind of the spirit, oh God. For you said that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Hallelujah. Release your glory in the hospitals, in the nursing homes, God. Release your glory, oh God. At the juvenile detention center, release your glory, oh God. In the halfway houses, release your glory, oh God. In the jail, release your glory, oh God. All over this city, release your glory, God. On every school campus, oh God, public and private, release your glory, God from college down to preschool release your glory God in the, in the name of Jesus we ask you dear God to release your glory in this house let your glory cover this house even as the waters cover the sea oh God we thank you that God you are elevating us you are raising us up to another, another level in your God that we will release our words the words of our mouths oh God your word in our mouths oh God to see everything shift everything shift we will not tolerate demonic activity we will not tolerate demonic strongholds we will not tolerate even seducing spirits in this house we will not tolerate doctrines of devils in this house we will not tolerate strife or division in this house we speak and declare that God we walk in love as dear children We have the unity of the faith. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. No devil can penetrate in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, thank you that God. We are on fire with the fire of the Holy Ghost in this house. Set us on fire that the world may watch us burn with your glory. And even as you instructed Moses, to speak in the sight of all people, in the hearing of all people. Use us, God, as we go out in this city to speak your word and things shift. Things change. Signs, wonders, and miracles follow us. We walk in the power of your glory. Father, we're thanking you tonight that God, you've given us this fresh word. To know who we are. Rulers. Ministers. Avengers. To execute your judgment. In the earth. Thank you Father for righteous judgment. That we judge rightly. In the name of Jesus. And Father. We believe. That we shall see your goodness. In the land of the living. In this land. We call this land, even around us, this physical land, ours. For the kingdom of God. Ours. You told us so, we believe it. By faith we speak it, oh God. It comes into our hands. God, thank you for many buildings and lands and properties coming into the hand of the body of Christ. God, we stand in agreement with our brothers and sisters at current church, Father. Pastor Caleb, Lord, for that building that they desire, God. Thank you that, God, what you've spoken, it is done, it is settled. That, God, you give them a word and a a mouth and a wisdom that that no adversary can contradict or resist. An irresistible word. (laughs) Irresistible word. The Lord has need of it. And we call it done. We call it done. We thank you, Lord for this spiritual upgrade tonight. Yes, we'll walk in and live in it. Yes, for these things, we'll continue to give you all the glory and the praise yes, and all the honor. Yes, in Jesus' mighty name, yes, if you're a great give God a big shout hallelujah. hallelujah.